0: Ultimate Guide Podcast, episode 67. Hey, it's Kaylin Amadio, the Boomer Gal, host of the podcast, Boomer's Ultimate Guide Podcast, which is of course named for my book. I don't always do this, but I'll show you my book, Boomer's Ultimate Guide to Social Media Marketing. That's why we use the word Boomer so many times in the opening Uh, I want to introduce you to a guest of mine who has actually been on my business podcast. It's probably been a couple of years now since he was on my business podcast. But it's great for you to meet him uh, because this is a topic that many of you boomers are going to be able to relate to, right? Please welcome Alex, and I've been practicing his last name. Let me see if I can get it, Alex Gnedinik.
1: That was great. I I Um. tried
0: really hard. He is a three-time Amazon bestseller and the creator of some of the top mobile apps for entrepreneurs. He's a prolific online instructor with over 60,000 students and over 80 courses. Alex is apt at coaching people on using the skills and knowledge that they've accumulated throughout their professional careers and their personal lives and leveraging those skills and knowledge and experiences to earn an income online. So now you can see why this is an important topic. There's a spike in entrepreneurship amongst baby boomers, Alex, Um, and yet they don't necessarily know how to, A, start a business if if they've never been a business owner, and they certainly don't necessarily know how to start a business online. So welcome to Boomer's Ultimate Guide Podcast.
1: Uh, Thank you very much for having me, and um, you did great on pronouncing my name. And you know my joke is that sometimes I wish my last name was just Smith. Uh-huh. It would be
0: so much uh, uh, and I, I understand. I try really hard having an, an unusual first and last name myself and I you know people mispronounce it all the time. Uh, I try really hard to pronounce other people's names correctly, but sometimes it is just hard. but I try
1: I've given up on my last name. but um <laughs> but let's get to the you know the meat and potatoes yes, of Yes,
0: our- exactly. Um, like I said, uh, starting a business is something that many boomers are very interested in, especially as they decide to leave the traditional job market, or they're trying to create an additional income for themselves, uh, in addition to their job. So, uh, just, um, I gave people a very brief overview of, of who you are and what you do. Um, but if you'd like to fill that in a little bit, I would appreciate it. Tell us exactly what you're doing.
1: Well, you know, I I do quite a few things online ranging from mobile apps to, um, you know, books to online training and things like that. I think what might might be relevant for the Boomer audience is the whole idea of, you know, having having had a professional career and having accumulated uh, a wealth of knowledge. There's a current market, the e-learning market, that right now is just booming. I would sort of equate it to maybe how the apps, the mobile apps were in like 2009, 2010. Everybody was like, what the heck are these apps? But the people who got into it at that time, they were like, you know, they, they did reasonably well for themselves. Not all of them, but a few. So, so this e learning market is really ideal for the boomer um, audience because they have something to teach, they have the experience, right? So, and it doesn't require a lot of technical skills. It just the, the most valuable thing is having deep knowledge, being really an expert um, at some skill or some process or whatever that a person's job may have been during their career, um, and they pro- they're probably be- they have probably become like an expert. And it's not something you need to be certified in or anything. As long as you can teach something or some skill, you know, right? Um, then you can actually create paid you know premium courses. Uh, online and... Well, let,
0: let me ask you a question, because one of the things that, that I think um, might be different about baby boomers, and you tell me if I'm correct, working with baby boomers, in terms of this particular topic, is that a lot of the knowledge that they have accumulated and the experiences that they've had, it's become part of their life and it's normal to them. And they don't see it as expertise, it's just their ordinary, what they do. So, and I'm sure that, you know, you, you see beyond that, you see that there's a market for people who, who don't understand all the things that the boomer sort of takes for granted. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't have any special skills in seeing, but I think, you know, when when I, when I do work with people and I have these conversations in exploring, like, what kind of a niche they should get into, what is the best thing to teach, I kind of almost, like, draw out, draw the topics out of people during the conversation. And as they're talking, and sometimes they might they might even be thinking, like, I want to teach this, and you know, some topic X. And then I'm like, well, tell me about your background, tell me what you did, tell me your education, tell me your interest. And then I'm like, wow, like, that might work. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, there's a niche that, like, I think, you know... Maybe not too competitive. Maybe still of interest, unique enough. And I'm like, wow, there's a there's more potential in that than anything else you've said here. So, just having the experience of creating the courses, see see what seeing what works and what doesn't. Um, maybe that gives me a little bit of a advantage in recognizing what might work. But
0: right.
1: at times, it's also just um, trying stuff. You know, even if a person thinks something's not going to work, well, what's their alternative? You know. Are they going to, like, watch TV and just not do anything? I mean, if they just try stuff, um, you know, something good might come out of it. So it it sounds... Well, um, what's
0: what's one of the most unique topics that you ended up uncovering for uh, a boomer who, who didn't realize, oh, you mean people would pay me to get that knowledge that I have?
1: This wasn't a boomer, but... It was, um, but it, it, might, it, it might as well have been, it could have been anyone. Um, it was uh, somebody who liked, um, you know, was very good with pets, loved animals. And I'm sure all or most boomers love animals. Yep. And this, this woman was into teaching creativity. And she figured out how to make dogs make art.
0: If that's not unique, I don't know what is. Okay, it was
1: amazing, right? Like I thought, it's like the most unique course ever, and the art comes out. You know, it's not like Picasso, right? Right. right? Um, but but you, it's something you can hang on your wall, and you are like you know, especially if your dog at some point passes, you'll always have the memory of this dog, and it can hang on your wall. It's like a beautiful thing, um, and that came out of just conversation, you know. And they, at first, they weren't sure, like, who the hell would want this? And I'm like, wow, that's the most unique topic I've heard ever. Right. Um, You know, and I think it would make, turn anyone's head, right? Um, So it doesn't have to be anything, like, overly complex or overly technical. It just has to be, I mean, those things help sometimes, but um, uniqueness also is very important.
0: Okay. So so tell us, as people are starting to realize that that there could be, if you let your mind loose, right, there could be hundreds if not thousands of options, right? So what would your top three tips be for a baby boomer who is starting to realize, oh, you know, I've had hobbies or I have some expertise, but how do they start to, you know, filter through and and pluck, you know, what's good? What what would be your top three tips for them in getting started?
1: I think one thing that comes to mind, right? So I guess boomers will be competing with like the digital natives, the younger people, right. and, and there might be this like negative thought like, well, the, the younger people know the web, like I have no chance, right? But the advantage that the boomers have, I think, is that, let's say, you know, a lot of the boomers over time in their careers, they've gotten to big managerial positions, maybe they ran big companies, maybe they did something that young people just can't do because they're young, like they're just, it's too early for them in their careers. And so it, it makes for a really interesting course topic, like, let's say, how to manage large teams.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: Digital native young people, they don't know how to do that. Um, how to become a CEO, what does it take? Like, how, you know, all those kinds of things would make for pretty unique topics because there's not a lot on that.
0: Right. So it's almost uh, like a mentoring um, hat. You know, if you put on your mentoring hat and that's what you're going to do with some Uh, Millennials, let's say, who are all digital natives. And for those of you who have never heard that term before, it means someone who grew up with digital technology. They don't know any different. Having iPads and iPhones, you know, smartphones, that's the norm for them because they they never had one of these, you know, like we did growing up. So I digress. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, yeah. So things like that, that maybe some heights that people got to in their careers, uh would make for good courses and will also make for catchy course titles, which is really an incredibly important thing because that's what grabs the initial attention okay. and draws the person in. Oh, so, so that's I,
0: another good tip. So it's not just the subject matter. It's, it's having a, a catchy title.
1: Yeah. Like I had one course, for example, it was a marketing course, mar- marketing strategies. I, I, I first called it marketing strategies and it wasn't selling and then I same course, I renamed it uh, Marketing Strategies to Reach a Million People. You know, very, much catchier title, you know. Right. And, um, and
0: much more specific. Just not, you know, marketing strategies, right? You know, spaghetti. Right, gotcha. You know, you changed, you changed it to yes. something very specific. Spaghetti with meat sauce, right? You know?
1: Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So, but that million people, like, everybody wants to reach a million people, right? Yeah. So, Yeah. And then that course started selling, and it took off. So, sometimes... Now I almost start with a title. If 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 I can have a catchy or unique or curious course concept, mm-hmm. then maybe it's worthwhile to make a course about it because you know. Otherwise, you know. I think you mentioned Udemy, which is where the main place where I sell my courses. It, it's too crowded, so you know. There's a, there's a million marketing courses out there, so you you need more and more differentiation, which is where that unique course title really comes through.
0: Right, right. Interesting. Okay. So, as as their minds are starting to expand and they're realizing, okay, I'm going to be able to create an online income. There's going to be a learning curve, people. You know, yes. if, if you're not really, if you're not into digital like I am, right? There's going to be a learning curve for you. It's not insurmountable by any means. Alex can tell you that, and he can help you with things like that. Um, but what do you think? What do you see for? The boomer generation is being the biggest challenge or obstacle in terms of getting this online business started.
1: So I'm working right now with you know a gentleman who is like a boomer and it's all you know there's nothing that the young people can do that he cannot do. like internet is not rocket science.
0: no, it's not right.
1: But you have to make yourself into a little bit of an internet nerd. You know, I think the difference is you have to, that has to be a comfortable place for you. You know, Um, I think that's the biggest mind shift, right? Um, You know, it might not be as natural for people who are older Mm -hmm. to be like truly internet nerds, you know, digging around and like websites and all that, I think that's the most important because once you have almost like a habit of futzing around online, then it really creating a course is like n- almost no different from what you're already doing. Right. Right. So it, so it's it's not even like work in any sense of the word. It's like super, it's really easy. Um, you're just sharing your knowledge really. So, but, but you have to be, have that habit, I guess, of... Um, being there all the time, just being comfortable in that space and not having to force yourself to work in it, right? And I'm sure you know a lot about this whole habit-building thing and motivation and all that. So in a sense, it, it's really no different for older people than younger people. You just have to, because I see a lot of younger people, who struggle. they struggle with the same thing. Like, it's not their natural state to right. be internet nerds. Right. But to do business online, you basically your age doesn't matter, but what does matter is you have to be an internet nerd. It has to be like a fun thing for you or you have to make it a fun thing for you somehow. Right.
0: Otherwise, it's hard to maintain your enthusiasm, I guess. That, that would be, yeah. that's good advice for, you know, anyone if I were counseling them about starting a business is it's got to be something that you're going to enjoy for, you don't have to enjoy every aspect of it, um, but the fundamental basis of the business, it's got to be something you enjoy. Otherwise, you won't be able to, to maintain your enthusiasm for it, especially when things get hard, you know, or there's some of those things that you don't like doing.
1: Exactly. And maybe it's an issue of if you focus on exactly the people that you want to help and picture them getting your help, that's so motivating, right? Um, that's a good know, tip,
0: actually. That, that's I,
1: I, good. I, yeah, if you're passionate about the kinds of clients you envision, mm-hmm. the kind of people that you want to help, Right. Um then it's exciting to start working on something that will help them. Right. Um and it'll, you,
0: it'll allow you to keep, you know, going at it when when you're tired or when things yeah. are a little rough or you you've got a day job but you're doing this as a secondary job to create another of uh, stream of income for yourself. Yeah. You you've, you've <laughs> got to have some of that motivation behind you of the the bigger why what Simon Sinek calls, you know, your why. Your, your Exactly
1: that. Okay. It, it, it somehow you know you have to dig a little um, into yourself and figure out like what will make it fun for me how can I make this something I look forward to in my day right you know and if it's and if you're not looking forward to it are you not helping the right people are you not helping them in the right way because you, you know for any entrepreneurship thing you gotta have like a fire burning a little bit right right so
0: yeah um, or it's not gonna work
1: so um,
0: for people that you've managed to convince today That there is there is opportunity out there, and they don't have to necessarily go out and learn something new in order to create a product that they've got it. It's all up here already because of their um, their professional experiences, their personal experiences. There's probably at least a dozen courses in any boomer's head. Um, What would you tell them to do right now? What's a first step towards pursuing this goal of getting uh, a course online?
1: There's many things you can do on day one, but I would almost sit down with a piece of paper and like write down, almost give yourself a challenge of writing down 50 topics, right? And people might not think like, oh, I don't even know five, but all these things are usually once you start brainstorming, just things just flow onto the page, and you know, collect your hobbies, things you've done at work, things you've excelled in at work, maybe in sports, did you did you play any sports, hobbies, work related, family related um did you have interest like are you you know there's millions of things um and then you know maybe go on udemy.com and see what's there now see what kind of things people are teaching now search around for those things um and you know see if people are teaching that get a sense of the marketplace for it um stuff like that i think you know try to I think there's a process of deciding, like, what people can start teaching, like, you know, from all the things that they come up with, like, how to, you know, uh, hone in on. Right, right. Or some people will call it choosing a niche. Um, That's a popular term. And
0: probably narrowing it down, because I think sometimes people think very broadly, right? They might think, oh, I've had dogs all my life. I love dogs. But there's got to be a hundred subtopics under yes. dog ownership you don't have to do a great big umbrella that could be the ultimate goal i would imagine you could sort of map out okay there are a hundred different things about dogs i would love to teach people but each one of those things could be a little tiny course yeah. right and over time you've built this sort of conglomerate this umbrella of courses around a slightly larger topic area when you think about, yeah. you know, chunking it down like that, I would I would because otherwise it's overwhelming.
1: Yeah, I think you're exactly right. I mean, the idea I had, you know, the idea initially is to just collect everything, that's the full potential, and then narrow down. Yeah. And then one niche, yeah, you're totally right. Like, when I started out, when I, had, when I made my 20th course, I thought, like, wow, there's, like, no more course. I, I'm out of course ideas. And then I literally was talking to somebody, and I'm like, well, I'm done. And it, it was on some podcast, and... Um, I, so I'm on record saying, hey, you know, I'm done. I don't have any more ideas for courses. <laughs> and here I am, like, I have like, 80 courses, and, and I have a list of, like, I, I, twice as many planned courses. Maybe not twice, but, you know, I have, like, a list of future courses that I'm thinking of making. And I'm like, wow, it's pretty endless. Right. So, but and it's all within one niche, essentially. Just right. angles at things, you know, different perspectives at yeah, things.
0: sure. And once you get the hang of it, it probably becomes much easier to see how, yeah. you know, a particular subtopic under a much larger um, topic could become a course. Now, what is the website that you, you've you mentioned again?
1: So my website is problemio.com.
0: Right. That's where and, you can uh, find Alex, by, by the way. And we'll include that in the show notes. Problemio.com is his uh, website. I'm sorry. Go on. Yeah.
1: And actually, lately, I started doing this thing where I literally set people up with an online e-learning e- e- business. And uh, e-learning is like not just e-learning, right? It's e-learning, but it's also e-commerce because, you know, these are premium courses. Right. So, it's, so I kind of set people up with an e-learning e-commerce business by helping them get, you know, a uh, shopping-enabled website with mm-hmm. courses on it, either their own or other people's courses, so they can right. start then they don't even have to create their own courses. Um, They can license existing courses um, and just sell them on their site and keep all the revenue.
0: And that's, that's part of the uh, being an internet nerd part that people, that people don't think of. Okay. I I have all this knowledge. I can create a course. I, you know, I like writing or I like organizing information. That was part of my skill set as a professional. But then, then what, you know, people have to be able to buy it online and there's credit card issues and how do you actually sell? And, all those kinds of yeah. things, you can help people with that, right?
1: Yeah, well those things are now very commoditized. You know, it's easy. Yeah. To, it's easy to get it. You know, on WordPress, and you just create a shopping cart, and boom, off you go.
0: I mean, you make it sound easy. People are probably going, "Oh my God, that's so, so much trouble." But it, it's real. It's not that hard once you get into it a little bit. You know, like anything, if you can force yourself to sit down for five minutes and start to read about it, start to take it in, you'll find that it's 30 minutes later, and it wasn't as hard as you thought it was going to be and you're ready to move on it's just that little fear of having to sit down and get started with something that's so foreign to you that makes people stop
1: yeah well those things are actually easy they are actually easy because they're usually very cheaply outsourced these days right those things aren't things people have to actually worry about yes, that, that, yes. that's the sort of thing that you will get done for them at a reasonable price Right. Um, very
0: reasonable, by the way, yeah. in case people so, are, are wondering, you really can outsource very reasonably. And there are ways to do that, that Alex can, can show you. Yeah.
1: Um, What's the so, best way
0: for people to get a hold of you?
1: Probably the best way is, you know, I have an email address, but it has my last name in it, so it's very long. <laughs> so I think if people go to our website, and there, I th- I'm sure you're going to put, like, links to everything there. Right. To my, like, my email and... Um, my website, whatever, and then people can just email me and say, "Hey, you know, I'm, I'm interested in like learning how how I can create courses, creating my, you know, selling them on Udemy, like I mentioned, or selling them on my own site and all that." And then I can sort of get into a conversation with people, um, and I generally have this thing where I, I, offer, I offer a 15-minute consultation for like five dollars, which is you know anyone can afford. So, and in 15 minutes, we can just figure out what the person can do, what their skills are, and what the next steps for them might be right? and then just kind of take it from there um, and it's very short time to set this business up. I really like this business idea because it takes a very short time to set it up. Mm-hmm. It is e-commerce unlike other business online where you know it's like it's indirect sales, it's like you have to get a lot of traffic and then you have to convert the traffic to sign up for your email. And da, 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 da. So this business really solves a lot of it. People come to your site. They buy something, you collect revenue. It's direct, you know. It's transactional. It's direct revenue. It's you know. So you skip a lot of like the the steps that other internet businesses have. Right. That you know, millennial, uh, you know, boomers might not you know have yeah. one to learn. There's
0: nothing wrong with all those other steps, but the, they're to create it's, a very robust um, the, 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 online business. And if that isn't your goal, you know, you're just trying to create a little income stream. You don't want. You don't want the burden of. Well, each step model creates complexity. To get in your way.
1: Yeah, each step creates complexity and creates yeah. risk. So, if right. you can get people coming in, buying, this is the fastest way to revenue. So, right. Um, so that's why e-commerce is nice. Yeah. Uh, um, and so, you, and and like I mentioned, a lot of the steps for setting up that business are either easily done or easily outsourced. So right. it's, it's easy business to set up, um, not overly expensive, and then you can start making money in a reasonable time and stuff like that. So it's, I I feel like it's a good business better than a lot of the stuff that's out there now. So, you know, I I feel strongly about it and that's why I'm kind of like, you know, that's why it's
0: it's relatively simple, which is, is good for boomers because like you said, they're not digital natives. So there's, there's a little bit of fear about that hurdle. Um, so this makes it easier. And as Alex and I have both been mentioning in the show notes, uh, I told him before we started uh, this interview that this is episode 67. That's what I said, right? Uh, yeah. I, knew it, I can't remember what date it's coming out, but it's episode 67. So you can always come back to boomersultimateguidepodcast.com and look up this particular episode to get some of the links that we've been talking about um, so that you can find your way to Alex and you can get more information about how to really start a business for yourself. Start an online business, uh, which is one of the easiest businesses to start, quite frankly, because there's, um, there's not a lot of money that you need to invest to make that happen. It's a very inexpensive way to start a business, um, which appeals to a lot of people. And if you still have your day job and you're looking to make uh, another stream of income for yourself this is a really great and easy way to do it. Now, before I let you go, Alex, uh, the last question i like to ask people is if they have an inspirational story or quote that they would like to share with us.
1: Uh, I do have a quote, but everybody tells me it's cheesy. Um,
0: <laughs> go ahead and um, share it.
1: I think it's, I, it's, um, you know, and now I, I very good timing. I think I forgot how it goes. Um, it's something like wherever you are, do what you can with what you have.
0: Oh yes, Maybe
1: okay. Roosevelt, I think.
0: Yeah, I've uh-huh. I've heard, and the, Eleanor Roosevelt, right? Is that what you just said?
1: Not Eleanor, I think.
0: Was it her husband? Yeah. Maybe I, uh, we'll have to look. Everybody look that up. And we'll figure out. But yes, I've I've heard.
1: Do what you can with what you have where there you are. You
0: are, yeah. I've heard
1: that. Um, Henry Ford has a good one. Um, if whether you think you can or you think you can't. You are correct.
0: I love I love that one too, and it's yeah, absolutely the truth. And anyone who's been on the planet long enough knows that. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're you're correct. It's a brilliant
1: yeah. thing, right? Like, yes, real- it is. Oh. And you know,
0: those are people who really uh, achieved a great deal in life. By by anyone's standards, looking from the outside at at what they did with their lives, you know, not knowing them personally, but looking from the outside at them. They're very successful people, right? They accomplish what they set out to accomplish. So, yeah, those are great quotes. Alex, now let me try and say the, your last name again. I I have to look at my phonetic spelling, people. So, Alex, Gnet, uh, let me try, Gnaginic. Smith. Smith. I know, it's so hard. I, ha- I have it. You'd have to say the spelling, too, people. It's, it's hard. Yeah. Um, But I'm going to keep trying because it's important to me. Alex, thank you so much for spending time with us on Boomer's Ultimate Guide Podcast.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. It was fun.
0: I'm very glad you could make time for us. And uh, listeners and viewers, remember, every Tuesday afternoon around 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we release another new episode of Boomer's Ultimate Guide Podcast with great guests like Alex from Problemio.com who, uh, you know, my emphasis has always been on helping people build thriving businesses, which is why you can tell I, I get along with Alex, and I love talking about this stuff with Alex. But none of it matters unless you're also living a vibrant life. You know, that's, that's why we build thriving businesses, so that we can really have vibrant lives. And to that end, I thank Alex, and I wish you all a great day, and I would very much like you to take care. Boom, baby. That's it for now. See you next time on Boomer's Ultimate Guide Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylin Amadio, the Boomer.